Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast where normally we rank every uh, X-Men story from A to Z, but instead this time uh, we are going to be talking to artist Declan Shalvey. Uh, you may you may know his work from uh, the ongoing image series Time Before Time. Uh, you may know uh, his upcoming stuff with uh, in Electra Black, White, and Blood. Uh, Moon Knight? was a pretty big deal at a, at a certain point. And uh, y'all, sh- y'all should check that out. <laughs> uh, and then currently uh, just wrapped up on Marvel Unlimited with the relaunch, the uh, X-Men Unlimited Infinite comic. Declan, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm great. Thanks very much. It's uh, it's fun to have you. Uh, by the way, if this is your first episode, I'm Zach uh, and we also have Adam. <laughs> Hi, Adam. I didn't do our normal intro. I forgot. No, it's okay. I'm here too. Uh, Declan, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's our pleasure. Now let's uh, let's uh, just jump right into this. So you had recently put out a thing saying, "Hey, you know, I'm excited about this," and you took on this role because X Men was such a uh, bucket list project for you. I'm curious what about this project made it so exciting for you to, you know, go from a firm commitment you had of "I'm only going to draw the stuff that I'm writing" to "Okay, well, I'm going to do this one though." Um, well, it was X Men. Um, that'll that'll do it. Because um, I mean, I, I that's how I, I mean I got into comics. Spider Man, X Men was the was the thing for me, and I've always wanted to do uh, X Men stuff. I remember when I, I was doing Deadpool in my head. I'm like, this is technically X Men stuff. So uh, you know, and we, I remember we did these we did these weird zombified versions of the X Men. So I kind of got to draw Cyclops and um, Storm and stuff. So uh, no, I've been a massive X Men fan, but um. But no, yeah, like um, I, I had been kind of making, I'd made the decision to just kind of write and draw my own stuff. But it was my birthday back in January and um, Jordan White, who I'm sure you're familiar with, um, sent me an email. And I've worked with Jordan loads over the years. Um, yeah, he, like back, he, was, he was the editor back on uh, that Deadpool uh, Good, Bad and the Ugly arc that you did. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the first time, maybe a short story or two or something. But yeah, that's kind of how I got to know Jordan. And that, I mean, it's years ago now. Um, and I did. I've done. I did like various covers and uh, Return of a Wolverine a couple of years ago. So I've, I've no. I think I probably worked with Jordan more than any other editor, to be honest. But um, uh, he, uh, yeah, he just asked. He he, met, he asked if I'd be up for doing this X Men thing with with uh, John. I was like, uh, boy, uh, getting to work with John Hickman would be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but he, he said what the, he said what it was, and it was that. Um, I mean, he don't think he called him Infinity Comics, but they said what they were trying to do. They were going to launch this line of vertical books and um and i mean i i probably wouldn't have done it except for the fact that john was attached and it was x-men mm-hmm. um and it was essentially a wolverine story i mean if you're just going to get to draw basically one then that's that's the one to draw um <laughs> but um yeah i was i mean i'm not really the digital digital comics reader to be honest um i'm not particularly interested in the format uh, as a reader but I thought it was pretty cool that Marvel were trying something. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of one thing I might say, like sometimes the bigger companies don't really try much. And um and I've been a big fan of like what Hickman and everybody else has done with the X Men line. I remember years ago thinking if I could do the X Men, you know, what would I do? 
and it's just going to sound stupid, but it was something similar to what they're doing, which is basically, you know, hard reboot, like not reset, but reboot, you know, and um, I was just very much admired the kind of moves that the whole line has made. I just thought it's been mm-hmm. so cool. So, so to kind of dip my toe in that regard, doing something that was a bit, a bit innovative. Um, like I said, as a reader, I wasn't that keen, but as an, as an artist, I thought it would actually be interesting because um, I like to do splash pages. I like to do, um, I like to do, I like, I like working left to right, that kind of vision stuff. And that was gone. Mm-hmm. But those options do not exist in that. I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to suck. I don't want to do this. But then <laughs> I think we're talking to John, like, and realize like the capabilities of what you can do that you can't do in the other medium and how, you know, I would make that work. I don't know. It just became something that was like creatively like challenging um, and like getting to do an X-Men book and getting to work with John. It was kind of like three, three positives. There's three positives or something. I think it's definitely worth um, taking on board. Now you, I think some people might actually be surprised having looked at the, the infinity comic, you, you only work traditionally. You, mm-hmm. you are not working digitally here. Um, and you just said like, you know, the, the traditional left to right is just how, you know, comic artists generally work, but here you have to think vertically. So how did you have to adapt your process for, uh, drawing these vertical scroll comics? Well, um, it was, yeah, for, like I'm all about the left and right, you know, not, mm-hmm. not just like that you read left to right, but like I use a lot of horizontal panels to kind of lead the eye in a left, right kind of motion. And yeah, that doesn't exist in this, but I kind of made it work. The way I wanted this is like, because I'd like to see this in print someday. So for me, it was like, how do I do this in a way that can work in both, which is pretty tough. Um, So it was actually an idea of John. John had this um, suggestion of working in columns. So the page is basically split down the middle. So that means you basically have a long vertical shot. Mm -hmm. And within those two columns, you can either have the column or you can work other um you can work other panels into it and i kind of kind of messed around in photoshop just to see how that might work and it kind of it did work it's it's actually really interesting it's like when i worked with warren on moonlight sometimes you're working in a script and you're putting the puzzle together and you're like ah oh, that's what they were doing like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> when you read a script it's just all words and then you start kind of blocking things out and all kind of starts uh, you know, all the, the equations appear in front of your head, um, in front of your eyes. But um, so for me, I mean, if you see the original pages, to me, they should read okay. Um, mm. They should read well. There's a certain kind of, I think it'll be interesting if you read it in print because it does have that, that kind of column construction, um, which I think would be like, it would be terrible in a random page. If you're just going to randomly see that on a comic, it would be terrible. It would be bad storytelling. But um, I think if the whole story is like that, I think it'll kind of pull you into a certain way of storytelling. So I'm, I'm curious about that because there's no way to know that until, you know, actually ever get to see the print like that. But I, I had to construct it in a way in which I felt it would read in that format, but also take advantage of the vertical. So I even took, I normally do all my layouts and I figured all out. I took my layouts and I cut them up in Photoshop and I assembled them in a vertical way and then I saved those JPEGs and I like sent them to myself on my phone. And then I opened them up on my phone and I was scrolling, just oh. scrolling my layouts, which is kind of weird. But it was a good, and I showed it to my roommate, just like, you know, how is this? And, you know, it was interesting to see somebody read something. It was, it was a great way to kind of like, um, you know, do a test run like mm. that. Um, but ultimately, I mean, it's not that hard to work the vertical format because you, you can't go any direction. You can only go down. 
which mm. is in itself extremely limiting in a bad way. But it also means that you can kind of play around with... I think the reader doesn't have any control of what they read, but they do have full control of how they read, as in the, the pacing changes. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very interesting to have complete dictatorial you know, control over the direction, but like play around with how maybe it'll be paced you know i'm sure i'm sure i did in my weaker moments looked up some reviews and i saw some people um crapping on like that you know you have to scroll all the time but i'm like yeah it's a vertical comic you know but it's, it's subjective it depends on how you how somebody reads it you know um mm-hmm. uh, and you know and it's interesting now because i'm i'm writing one now and i'm i found i'm actually kind of writing it in the layouts because I mean, I, I, all the other people who've written for who, who've written for the the format would be interesting because it's it's not really a format you can you can't really write to the format that well. I think John did it really well. To uh, actually I have to credit to credit him, but for me doing it now, it's it's very hard to picture how you're going to construct it in a script and how it's going to be put down on pages because you kind of have infinite you have infinite space. But mm-hmm. for me, like I think I talked to Nate Stockman and he. Drew a tradition. Who's, who did the Shang-Chi yeah, did uh, Shang, comic Shang. with Elisa Wong. Yeah. Um, and I, he didn't draw it digitally, but I don't. he didn't do it the same way I did. So I don't think, it, like, I, I the way I have it, it could be it could be in print. I don't think, I think the way that uh, Nathan had to work, it, it didn't. Um, and it's interesting seeing how different people play with the format, whether it, like, like, I have to commend Marvel. I think it was really interesting of them to invest in this format rather than just, like, you know, take panels and rearrange them to try work mm, vertically, mm-hmm. um, which is essentially what I did with my layouts. But I, but I was going in knowing that they were go- they have to be this shape, no matter what. Right. They can't be any wider. You know, they can be thinner. And I played with that a little bit. So when you're scrolling, it's not always just pa- one panel you see. Sometimes there's more than one panel. As you- and I remember thinking that might be that might be a problem. But I feel your thumb is always going to be on the page scrolling it so you're not going to be reading panels before you want to you're going to kind of mm-hmm. and that, that was that was the help with do with actually trying to do it on my layouts was like oh yeah it's not like you see this panel then the next panel then the next panel it's a kind of a freewheeling experience so you're you're controlling what you see so i think it kind of i, I think it worked anyway i hope so yeah, I, <laughs> I, I noticed when you were doing this you you messed around a lot with you know panel transitions on this, which I think was pretty interesting. So you'll have like, you know, there's, there's one that's a large, uh, large spread where Wolverine is jumping down and you see, as you're going down, you're seeing all of the aim guys who are floating out into space and some of the, uh, some of the dirt and debris and all that stuff around it before you get to that big action shot at the end of him just digging into the station. And I, what was interesting for me is when I went back and looked at the actual pages, since they were, uh, I think all the pages went up on Cadence Comics Art uh, to look at. So I, I picked that up and saw that you had broken that down into like a couple of different panels when you were actually drawing it. How did you go about ensuring the transitions on that stuff yeah, worked that was and were little, very smooth? That was a little tough to figure out. I think John, to be, again, I, I like I can't take full credit. John did a lot of the kind of thinking ahead of time, which made things a bit easier for me. Um, I think I was talking to him and, you know, it, it was his, the way he put it, it's like, you know, Marvel are having us figure this out for them, which I thought, which was a good way to kind of think about it. Um, and, and we were, because we were like that, like, it's weird, it's fun, like, it's so funny, it's all come out in the space of two weeks. I've been working on it since January. I finished it like 
I think a month and a half ago, maybe. So it's just mm-hmm. so weird for anyway. Um, but um, yeah, that was a little hard to figure out. But I think what what happened was I said I made sure that when I'm doing it, like those moments are designed to be more vertical. Like they are what's that what the spread the the splash pages. You know, mm-hmm. splash page isn't a splash page. It's it's different now. It's a let's say a vertical sprawl, for lack of a better term. Um, so when I knew that was happening, I'd effectively just made sure you know, don't draw an aim guy's hand coming off the panel because then I've got to try and because originally what I was going to do was just have a panel break there anyway because I felt that you would just read it. Mm-hmm. But um, I was talking to Jordan about it, and I think Marvel <clears throat> Marvel wanted it to be all one image, like the opening with the sword station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I'm like, oh, okay, because I drew it on paper, and you know, to me, the panel border, your eye would connect them anyway, so you didn't need that to happen. But right. then, you know, I had it drawn and I had it colored, and I was like, oh no, now actually, <laughs> no crap. So what I, I actually had to stitch them together in Photoshop. It took me ages because because in the certain blending and textures I was doing in the color, what, what helped was that I did actually color them. I colored this book myself, so mm-hmm. I had all the files available to me. You know, if I was handing it off to a colorist, it would be their problem to figure out. But no, I actually had to do it. Um, um, but, but that was good because again, like I was saying about the control element of how you read it, I had full control over the art as well, which was really um, was very uh, it was very engaging. So it was a mix of both. It was kind of. Um, you know, like, um, yeah, if, if, if it's an arm, don't have the arm go off panel and in the other arm, just stop it where the panel's going to end. And I, I designed it so there's sort of an element of black space or there's an element of solid color so mm-hmm. that I can stitch them together and just blend them. Like the, the hallway scene or the elevator scene in um, uh, issue two, is it? Yeah, I yeah, think it's issue two where he's going down the elevator. Um, like I did... I, I again I don't I normally don't but I, I was so curious to see what people thought there was some guy going this is clearly copy and paste I actually drew all the elevator <laughs> if you see if you see on the sides there's these patterned lights going down mm-hmm. the side I'm like okay I'm going to prove that these are this isn't going to be copy and paste because I didn't want people to think it was so like that's all hand drawn and I had to I had to like match them up then on Photoshop but I'd make sure that I tried and like um you know, they met on a black spot so that I, I'm basically putting black on black rather than, you know, a gradient on a solid colors or t- trying to match two different gradients. It was little things like that. It was the benefit of me coloring it and, and me drawing it was that I could draw in a way and I could just make those transitions. I knew I'd have to stitch them together later. So I just kind of made, I just kept that in mind going in. I don't know if I'm answering your question there. I think I just. No, you, no, you totally are. <clears throat> it does. Like I, 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 I challenges did a, the format. Yeah, I, it was easier after the first one because the first one I drew myself into a corner and I had to, mm-hmm. I had to, co- <laughs> I had to color my way out of it effectively. So that was very difficult because I drew when I drew the sword station and then like it went off one panel. I specifically like measured okay, that's two centimeters there. So I'm going to start the next one two centimeters in. So I had it all mm. measured. I thought this probably won't be too hard to stitch together. I was wrong. Cause it just, <laughs> it was just, you know, one side was slightly off and a gradient didn't quite match. So I, I, I learned the hard way with the first one. So I think when I was, um, when I was actually uh, working on the next three, I kind of, I, I knew that going in. So that, that was helpful. I have to say when I saw the, the black and white traditional pencil and ink pages, I, I was just like, I couldn't believe you actually did it that way. 
You know, my, my original thought as I'm, I'm I'm reading this is like, he had to have done this digitally because it's such a smooth scroll. And like, how long is this station or how long is this elevator shaft or how long is Wolverine falling through space? And it, it is very seamless. So my compliments to you, um, but I can just, I I really do appreciate that because that was, (laughs) that was really hard to figure out because as well, the sword station, you mean, it's one thing to just draw, say, the station in a panel. Mm-hmm. But how long is it? You know, how right. much space does it take up? And yeah. where do you crop it to the point? Mm-hmm. You know, because the station, you know, you don't see all of the top of the station. I have it cropped to a point where you know that the ring extends, but the main body of it is kind of contained. So there's all these, like, I, I use the ruler a lot trying to just kind of work out what, you know, in the layouts, because I do, I, do, um, I do everything kind of in, in layouts about, like, um, five by 7.5 centimeters. So I, I work it all out beforehand before I start penciling, but that was still, it was a lot of, it was a lot of kind of, um, you know, tweaking here and there and trying to, to, to make it all work. And I, I, I really like it when you, there's a piece of work and you're like, how did they do that? I, you know, and then you find out you're like, Oh, that's cool. So it's, there's something strangely rewarding knowing that somebody else thought the same thing. Oh, I, I, did. I was in disbelief because, you know, with the vertical shafts of an elevator or whatever, you're like, okay, they're, they're vertical lines. You can, you can just keep going. But you know, when you have a, a triangle shape, like the sword station, I was like, how the heck did he connect this thing yeah, over? Devoid. It's like six pages or something like that. So uh, pretty, Even pretty things like Like Wolverine in the elevator shaft. Um, it's, it's, I don't know if any other artists, this happens, but like I'll do layouts and I'll, then I'll draw on top. And it always, if you're not careful, your drawing tends to get a little bit bigger, which mm. is generally fine. But like, um, there is only so much real estate on those pages because they're going to be in a specific format. So I remember I was drawing Wolverine going down the shaft. I'm like, actually, um, he's too big. This elevator will be a tiny elevator, you know. So I had to kind of like shrink him down to a point where like he was smaller than I'd like him to be because he can only get so much detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the weird thing is I see people posting like stuff from the from the um, the story and the resolution is so much more closer than if somebody posted a page, the page looks good, but there's all these like real, like big, you know, basic panels kind of blown up cover size, which mm-hmm. is a little uncomfortable because there's a little element of like scratchiness to some of my drawing where you're like, uh, it's kind of bigger than I'd like it to be, but you know, it's, it's, it's removed from the context in which it is, is in. So that was kind of hard is kind of keeping the, um, the, I don't know, um, like the maths of it all was was probably a little frustrating, but um, uh, but no, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad it I'm glad it worked. I'm glad I uh, I'm glad I, I I fooled you all. <laughs> <laughs> so one of one of the things that I think a lot of your work uh, tends to center around is motion and action. Uh, I mean, I know specifically when we were coming up with questions, we were thinking about the Moon Knight run, especially like that second and. Okay, I'm about to say specific issues, but pretty much all the issues uh, <laughs> where it's a big fluid action sequence. And that's something that you bring into uh, into this title as well. Is this, uh, you know, like a comfort zone for you somewhere where you like to uh, keep your drawings when it comes to an action scene? Uh, just keeping them like very move or fluid. And how does, since you can't do that, you know, horizontal or down the page uh, motion that you tend to do. How does that change when you're looking at just vertical? You got you got one way for the eye to go. 
Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I think I tend to think in composition. Mm. Um, and, you know, it comes to mind, like, I'd do a thing. I know there's a shot in Moonlight where he's, he's, um, he's firing his uh, staff and, uh, you know, a grappling hook comes out and it goes right across the page. And mm-hmm. little things like that, you know, I'm a sucker for that stuff because it's just very direct. You know, I feel that just the reader knows exactly what's happening. It's eye goes right along with the, the object. Um, and in a way, this is all this project is, you know, uh, it's just the other way around. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's things like there's, uh, I'm trying to think like the, um, is there one I'm trying to think now, um, like the ch- like uh, the chamber moment in the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just brings you right down. Like that's that's what it was exciting actually about those vertical moments is, um, technically you're using up a lot of space for not a lot. You know, like the cha- where chamber blasts the aim guys is of basically a splash page, but it's mm-hmm. two long panels, um, and that's not a like if that was a splash page, it would be a very different image. You know, the composition mm-hmm. would be completely different. I'd do something very different with it. But because you have a, like, I, I, I might have talked to you about this before, Zach, but I, I think, like, limitations can actually be quite, um, it kind of pushes you to innovate when you can kind of mm-hmm. do anything. Um, so, you know, I, I tend to lean into the restrictions of the format to push kind of those elements. So, um, like, I'm not sure, like, I think the nature of this format is fluid anyway, because you... right. Like I said, um, you know, like I've I've read stuff on Comicsology before, and you know, you have guided view, or you can kind of tap and you can zoom in, but you 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 can't really do. I mean, you can, I guess, but like you're. I think when you're, th- I mean, this is just from my playing around with it. When your thumbs on the screen and you're scrolling, it just keeps doing that. You know, I, I don't think you're going right. to stop and zoom in. I think um, you're in it and you're connected to it, so. I think you're. I think you're already getting. You're already taking advantage of the of the momentum um, in, mm-hmm. in in that. But but like I said, there's there was there was things I would do different with shape and composition had I wider space. But because I was limited, it kind of it just kind of just pushes you in one direction. In a way, it's actually kind of freeing because you don't have to second guess or wonder. Well, where's it going to go? It's like down. It's, it's going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Whereas with things like a page, it would be like, if it goes across, does it need to go down here or there? Like so, um, and like I said, I I I don't like that about this medium, is that it's it's restrictive. But because mm-hmm. I was because I'm I'm playing with it, I might as well lean into what it actually does. You know, um, like like I don't see me doing a whole load of this type of comics because I think, like I don't know, there's only so much I think I could really do with it before I kind of run out of ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, that. That's an interesting question because, you know, you've said a couple of times since we've been talking that this is, while it's a new and exciting experiment, that you don't necessarily think of it as something that, that you want to continue with, um, you know, as a, let's say a, an option, right? Even though you're working on a sequel, um, we could talk about that uh, in a little bit. But this is a format that at least Marvel is, is you know, investing in. Um, DC has now started doing it on webtoons. Mm. I'm just curious, do you think having, having done it and obviously having some success with, uh, with the visuals here, do you think that this is something that is going to be a format that'll stick around? Do you think it's something that'll be part of the comic landscape or do you think it's like a, I don't know, a, you know, kind of like a flash in the pan? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, look, who knows? Nobody knows. Um, well, there's your answer. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> um, 
No, it's it's a fair question. I I I think that if it's I think if if people are telling stories to suit the format, it's going to be great. So, for example, I'm doing the next one, and I think this what I'm going to, what I'm going to do would be very different if I was getting to say write and draw a an X Men miniseries. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be very it would be a very different story. I think I personally think that this this format is more it's it's more suitable for a kind of action storytelling uh, mm-hmm. than say I don't know I wouldn't want to read Watchmen in that format in that format you know what I mean um, I think if it's if it's drawn for the medium that it's in like I said it's not just chopped up stuff that's reassembled right. um, I, I think I think you can get some really cool storytelling out of it and it doesn't need to be me doing it I'm like you know, lots of like I like actually Nate's the only one I've actually uh, Nate Stockman's one is the only one I've really seen, and I I was really impressed with what he did because he just did some kind of really crazy stuff that like oh um that was totally different to mine, and, mm-hmm. and we talked before I knew he was doing that story, um uh, so he'd seen what I was doing and I didn't see what he was doing till he was finished, and it was really interesting, um so I think what I do would be different to what somebody else does, but I think I think I think it's I think they'd be harder to write than draw. Because if you're not, like I said, like at the moment, the one I'm doing, I'm not getting, you know, I'm finally getting to write and draw an X Men story. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to do it's about a world of hates and fears. This, you know, where's the where's the pathos? Where's the overall themes? I'm like, it's very limited pages with a very limited, you know, um, directional flow. There's really no point, kind of like trying to get all um, highfalutin with it. You know, I think the best thing you can do is. Because especially too, I think looking at your phone, it's not. No one really wants to be looking at their phone for an hour, you know, looking at small text. I think. Mm. I think you want. I think. I think as long as it's being used for the format, the advantage, the advantages of the format are 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 being capitalized on. I think there's Mm. actually a lot of room to do some really cool stuff, especially if you like hand it to a creator, especially I think a cartoonist, because I think that's one of the reasons why I was probably asked was I think John probably thought that like a cartoonist would have a good feel for this rather right. than like a writer and then handing it over to an artist because that's already a weird there's already a kind of a separation there and how you're going to adapt it um, mm-hmm. and this is a whole new uh, new way of doing it so I'd, I'd, I'd love to see some kind of cartoonists working in the that format because I think they'd ha- they would experiment and kind of innovate more mm-hmm. cool now now you you mentioned a bit of the collaborative process on this and comics is a collaborative collaborative media collaborative medium uh you know you've got you've got a writer and artist who are not doing things in isolation with one another they're both building and i say artists but an entire team uh building a story together what was the collaborative process like on this comic were you given any say into you know like what characters would show up i know like chamber for example is one that is a favorite of yours and something that you like to draw. So is that something that John knew? Okay, well, I think I think Declan's going to draw a pretty good chamber, so I want to make sure he gets added in here. Or what was um, the whole process like making this together? Uh, well, with um, Sir Jonathan Hickman, praise be upon him. Um, <laughs> we uh, well, we didn't uh, didn't talk that much, to be honest. Um, I mean, we 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 talked on the phone a couple of times. My kind of reaction was like, "Why me?" But um, I think his was like, "Why not you?" So that's fine. Um, but no, he, I mean, like I said, he'd already given this some thought by the time I was kind of brought on. Like, again, it wasn't, mm-hmm. I would say it was kind of him and Jordan had kind of talked a lot about it. And, and there was a script um, 
it wasn't the script wasn't what the the finished version. It was kind of a overall mm-hmm. light, let's say a first draft script. It was, but it wasn't really about the script. It was more about like what was happening, you know, figuring out the mechanics of the storytelling, um, and um, and it was kind of very hands off after that. Once I'd kind of figured out the first issue, I think um, John John got the second one in. He had that specific the thing with the Wolverine punching the guy, um, the aim <laughs> guy, over and over again. That was totally <laughs> okay. That that did feel like it was a Jonathan Hickman bit. I I yeah. I. I figured that was more him than you on that specific bit. Yeah, only mainly because I would have liked to have drawn every panel, you know, but <laughs> it was twenty four of them, and um, and I was drawing it on a page, so mm-hmm. you know, I that was a weird one because I I actually worked I worked on smaller panels, and then ended up kind of Frankensteining them together to to make that work, which is weird. It's weird for me to spend that much time on a computer. Um, with mm-hmm. the art, you know, but um, but it, I mean, it was it's what John wanted to do, and it was funny, so I, I was all for it. Um, after that, um, it was pretty much me. <laughs> like um, John just kind of just gave it an outline for the third and fourth one. He was like, you know, go for it. Mm-hmm. And also, he wanted me. He we talked about me doing it, the follow up one. So um, he, which was very very accommodating of him, basically said, "What do you want to do for the next one?" And we'll we'll end it where the next one picks up. You know, so mm-hmm. he basically was happy to write it in a place to kind of just pass it over, and I'd 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 carry on, which was very cool of him. Like, you know, my thing was like just like he's like, so you know, you know, what happens next? I'm like, what am I supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> You're the X Men guy, you know, um, and I think that was just it. I think that was my my only problem with the whole project was just that there were so many moving parts to the X Men universe mm-hmm. and as much as i've read i'm not on top of it all so it was very hard for me to kind of pitch stuff because i wasn't exactly sure can i do this or you know mm. it, it's it's what they've done is great but there's a whole new kind of mythology to it now and i'm i'm not you know versed in all of it so it, it was hard to go can we do this because when i i didn't want to be pitching something there's no way we could possibly do um, right but i will say what was helpful like i'd never kind of worked with with issue three and four basically i was a it was an outline that john gave me so, um, you know, the, the aim guy on the toilet, that was me. Yeah. You oh. know? <laughs> okay. You know, because um, I clearly, John likes doing that. And like, you know, I'm, I'm one for a joke too. Um, but what was, and that's why I think doing them that Marvel's method was helpful to me for the next arc that I'm doing now. Because like I said, I'm, mm-hmm. kind of, I'm kind of writing it in the layouts um, okay. because I'm playing with the space. I get a much better idea of the space that I have. And when I'm looking at my layouts, I can kind of go, okay, this, you know, I want to have a, I want to have a vertical moment here and here, and I can kind of plan the storytelling around that way. Um, and, and it was handy with the, with the outline that John had given me because I had the outline. I could just kind of work from that. It was, was fun was actually getting them back lettered because I, there was no script. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually got to read them and you know see what everybody was saying. That was the, so that was, that was interesting. I, I never, ever really wanted to work Marvel style but mm-hmm. for so, but for some reason this kind of worked, um, and yeah, no, it was it, it was fun and really like John just I think once we got that first one done, I think John just just wanted me. I think he wanted me to take the reins more than I felt comfortable mm-hmm. taking them, just because the X Men is is him and Jordan, and you know, I, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just more eager to please. Like I keep asking, like you know, is this okay? And they're like, yeah, you go do it. I'm like, uh, uh, I'll do this, right? Um, so yeah, so that was good. I think it was it was great because I got I, I got to kind of 
problem solve at the beginning, then get comfortable with the second one, and then with the third and fourth one, kind of just have a lot more fun with the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Now, no, that's uh, that's exciting. So. I'll say from a art standpoint, one aspect that I really associate with your art uh, is a heavy use of ink wash to add dimension and depth to uh, a lot of your work. Now that you're coloring yourself, uh, how do you feel about, you know, adding that shadow and all that stuff in the, you know, inking stage versus jumping in when you're doing your colors and just messing with gradients and things like that? Um, yeah, there's a kind of a, could I just go easy on this and not like to bother my arse doing all the gray wash. Um, but uh, at the same time, I, I think, you know, however it's colored or, or not colored, um, I, I am always happier with the, it's like a constant battle between what is the most efficient way to get this done. And, you know, what is going to be, is what is going to make me the happiest, you know? Mm-hmm. So I could stop doing washes and color more, but I think I would be less happy with the drawing overall and after two or three books that's probably gonna I'm not gonna make me depressed but it's probably gonna you know get me down mm-hmm. um whereas you know now i'm writing and drawing and coloring that's slowing me a lot down and that's tough too because there's all these other things you want to do but you're taking so long on on these so it's it's um th- everything i'm doing now i'm like do i want to color it yes should i color it <laughs> you know? um, but with this i definitely felt like i had to well you know, at first, um, you know, owning the artwork more in a way, like I said, like the storytelling and everything, uh, it just felt kind of better to just see it through the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I would say that um, I think, I don't think I've cut back at all on the washes. Maybe in some cases, maybe there's like a sky. Mm-hmm. I know that I could like ink clouds into, but really a very subtle, like a bit of brushwork on the, on the, in, in color will be better it'll achieve the effect more you know um especially with knowing that i have to stitch some of this stuff together it's much mm-hmm. harder to stitch like say a wash pattern mm-hmm. with another wash pattern so yeah. in some cases i'd say i'll probably dial it back maybe 10 percent and let mm-hmm. the coloring kind of take over but the danger is i you know what i don't want to do is i don't want to dial it back 50 percent and try and make the color you know over compensate for everything so i you, you kind of have to go like you know, this will this will satisfy me as an artist, and this will satisfy me as like actually getting it done for the deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always a delicate balance. But I think I managed to. Uh, well, it was also weird because there was no print deadline with this, but mm-hmm. there was there was a rough deadline for when they wanted to launch. So it 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 didn't feel real in a lot of ways because I didn't know what was <laughs> going to happen with it. And now that it's all out, it actually still, it feels even less real because it doesn't exist. But it does, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's on the internet, but that's all. So it's, it's all very strange. Sorry, I'm, I'm waffling again. No, no, no. I, I actually wanted to ask about that because you said that you started working on this in January, right? Mm-hmm. Here we are in uh, September. And so, I mean, I'm assuming this was, when, when did you actually wrap the first uh, story here? Like how long has this been done for publication for a while um i can't remember i would say best guess um i mean i could check my email now but that's not very good uh, audio um just um, just a i would say i'm just curious yeah no i guess i'd say it was probably march oh okay i finished the first okay it was just a lot of back and forth at the beginning and then kind of playing around and then you know so i would have done my layouts and then i would have 
you know, penciled it and then colored it. And, you know, it didn't go by super fast because, again, I'm drawing in a way I'm not quite used to. So it, I wouldn't say it was super slow, but it was, you know, it was not super fast. Mm-hmm. And then the and we just got that first one done. I got it colored. And then they were kind of, they had the tech people kind of looking at that um, for a while. And then I got started on the next one. So I did them, I did them in 10 or I did them in chapters, like, like the mm-hmm. way that they're read. Um, but I, yeah, I, I'd say um, the first one was the slowest. And then, yeah, I'd say it was taking me, see, it's weird because it's effectively 10 to 12 pages for those, but they took me longer than, they took me longer than a regular te- 12 pages would, but I'm also coloring them right. too. Sorry, I'm not giving you an answer here at all because I, I, no, was, but that's that's what I'm curious about is because, you know, obviously you're a seasoned pro with, hey, here's a 22-page comic, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to flip through this. But for this, I feel like there's so much variability in terms of what it could look like. And then, of course, you add to that the fact that you're scripting it, you're coloring it. Like, how much more time do you have to invest in actually, you know, when you're in charge of everything? Yeah, it's a good question. Well, I have what I do with this one is I I wrote the I wrote an outline for the whole um, four parts that got approved. So I did the layouts like over um, when did I finish them? Uh, probably about a month or so ago. I, I basically I just wanted to do the whole book in layouts because mm-hmm. I knew there was some plot points I wanted to make sure they hit, um, and I just wanted to kind of see. So it's all laid out now. I'm actually I just started penciling it yesterday. Um, and I mean, I hope this. I hope this one is going to go faster because, one, I'm not as worried about what people are going to think because, like, I'm not looking to please John. You know, <laughs> as long as Jordan's happy, that's fine, and he seems happy um, so far. Anyway, um, he's a happy guy. Um, he is. You don't don't across him though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've heard stories. No, no. Um, but uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I think this one will because I know exactly what I'm doing with this, and I kind of know what what's going to work in that work. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is, this one's going to be a lot more efficient. Um, so yeah, I'm giving myself not less time, but I think I, I'm pretty sure this isn't going to take as long because so much of the beginning of it was just like so much, you know, thinking and problem solving and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and what have you and wondering like, what the hell is this going to like, this is going to, <laughs> it's going to be so weird, but it has been, it has been kind of cool to work on something so different. Like, like, mm-hmm. you know, however many years I'm doing this now, uh, 10 or so. Um, it is. It has been interesting to do something that's actually very different, you know, rather mm-hmm. than just another story, you know. Now that's uh, that's exciting. It's a it's a fun experiment to see. I know it was uh, it was a cool little surprise drop, and uh, we're uh, we're excited to see where it goes from there. Uh, so are some of our listeners who had a few questions they wanted to shoot uh, your way. Uh, the first one comes from Asimov Fangirl, who asks. Hello, for monetary slash PR reasons, the Kirkcoen Council decided to create a subscription service called X-Men Unlimited. What would it be about? Thanks. Okay. What? <laughs> no, so the, <laughs> the, the council make one called X-Men Unlimited. Um, hmm. I imagine it would maybe be unlimited, uh, resp- what's the term they're using? Response for the... Uh... That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, I, signed, I tried to sign up for ESPN Plus over the weekend, which, fun fact, does not get you access to ESPN. That name is misleading and uh, yeah, definitely made my Monday night game uh, <laughs> a little bit of a challenge. I'd say so. Uh, but, you know, I, I think uh, Unlimited Resurrection would be a very... <laughs> that would be a streaming service I would subscribe to. Yeah, I think so. Uh 
Austin Gordon asks, is there a particular character you think would be especially fun to draw in this vertical scroll format? Well, the answer is yes. And to find that answer, look for the sequel in the next few months. Because um, nice. the, the nice thing about this is, um, well, my, my kind of pitch to Jordan and um, uh, John was like, um, you know, the fun part of this is because is, I just love drawing Wolverine, but, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many X-Men. Like, mm-hmm. you could just basically have a guest X-Man per per sec, per section and mm-hmm. use the most out of those. So, you know, um, like Chamber, for example. The, the Chamber in, in, in issue four was like, basically, it was like, whatever mutant you want. So I drew Chamber. <laughs> Like, oh, I love it. So that, and I'm like, you know what? This is complete fan service of my point, my my uh, my point of view. But I'm gonna do it. And you know, what's gonna work for Chamber? Well, I felt like a blast. So that that's what mm-hmm. that vertical one. So, but I already had other X Men in mind for what you could do with the vertical thing. Um, so I, I knocked down a couple, but I, so I can't answer that question because you're going to see it. Cool. That's a that is exciting. Uh, Uncle Shouty asks, who has the second best hair in comics? With Banshee obviously being the first. Hmm. Well, Banshee had a few styles, you know. He had like the proper, probably like what I got going on. With the, with the, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, yeah. but yes, essentially. Yeah, yeah the, with, the, with, the, with the meat hooks. And um, well, back in Generation X, he had a pretty, pretty. Uh, oh yeah, it was tight in Generation X. A little cleaner. A little cleaner. Hmm. Uh, here, I mean, I mean, Aurora has to have the best game. That's probably true. Her hair is off in a cloud now. Uh, which <laughs> yeah, tends to uh i remember the the go. carlos pacheco x-men run she had like kind of like a similar kind of thing like i going on now but like long hair on the side that went all mm-hmm. the way down like her cape and stuff she's had so many rock and hairstyles she's got to be the top i mean number one that is uh that is probably right uh the last question i think this comes from charlie en who asks how tall is too tall for a panel um well, there is no too tall, I don't think. Um, like, you know, I haven't done it, so don't worry. But, um, <laughs> you know, you would be interesting to troll the audience in, like, having a very long, 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 <laughs> long, long drop, you know. Um, like, do, do the Andy Kaufman uh, uh, thing, you know, where, like, you think it's broken. Like, there's so much white space. Is this <laughs> thing on anymore? Um, that would be interesting. If I, if I did, I tell you what, if I did more in that format, that's what I would start doing. Um, just because you can, you know. If you can, anything that gets the audience kind of... It's a difference between taking the audience out of the story and playing with them. Um, but uh, technically, there's no too long. For, for me, it was down to um, some technical questions as regards the size of the page I was drawing on mm-hmm. and the format in which we kind of upload the files to Marvel. But like, say, I'm drawing, say, 10 pages for Marvel, but Marvel aren't going to say that, it, that the files need to be a certain length. You can right. kind of really go along. So that's why I kind of love to see some other cartoonists try it because I think they'd they'd really take advantage of. It. But the answer to the question, I think, is there is no. I, I think I don't think the I don't think there is too tall. The that's limit a... does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> there is no spoon. Well, <laughs> well, that's good. Well, Declan, uh, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to chat with us uh, this evening. I know you've got a couple of projects going on right now. Uh, Specifically, Time Before Time, which I believe just wrapped up its first arc as we're recording. 
think uh, the week a week or two ago. Yeah, I, well, I, no, last week actually. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, last week issue five came out, so that's the first arc finished. Um, we're starting the next arc in a couple of months. In the, in the meantime, next month is going to be an issue I've drawn. Actually, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be a sel- it's a self contained story set in the world, but not specifically about the main characters. Um, uh, kind of wanted to kind of do expand the world a little bit with a kind of a with a story you just need you can just read this one issue and kind of get a feel for the book um it's kind of the fun thing about doing creator own stuff is you can just kind of make those calls so um uh so that was fun so i, I went from drawing x-men to this vertical whole thing and then i, I drew and then i do did time before time afterwards so it was nice mm-hmm. to just do some wide panels again and <laughs> You know, do, yeah, do do a splash page. There's a splash page in there, <laughs> purely just to kind of make me feel. There's two splash pages actually. I went nuts. <laughs> now, now for folks who may not know, because I I don't know if you've ever picked up on this. Sometimes X Men fans only know about X Men comics that are going on, and not everything else. What I'm is shocked. what is time before time? I'm shocked to hear you say that, Zach. Um, I I don't know anyone who would be like that. Yeah. Well, I will say the crossover for X Men fans is that it's a it's a, a crazy time travel story and the x-men certainly um uh, have, have experienced there um time before time is it's a story about a criminal gang in the future and the world's getting so basically bleak the f- there is no future so um uh, desperate people uh, they hired this criminal gang to basically smuggle you into the past and to a better time and um our story features uh uh, uh tetsuo who Basically, he's trying to get out of the gang, so he has his plan to get, to escape into the past, away from his criminal life. But um, it does not go well, uh, and hijinks ensue. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like I, I, I mean, I, I've I love working on it. It's um, just from the design to to Joe Palmer's artwork, which is wonder who like he's got this kind of Magnolia thing going on. I think X-Men yeah, that's, like. that that's that's it's like Magnolia without. As much heavy use of shadow. Yeah, in, I yeah. I don't mean to sound reductive because you can say you know Magnolia sure. for nearly like anything you know, but um, heavily stylized. Um, actually, you know, I was looking at I was looking at um, Larry Stroman's stuff there recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I haven't I actually never really read it as a kid, and uh, that might be a clue as what's coming up. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, like I, 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 I kind of his stuff kind of reminded me of that a little just because it's very expressive with very kind of mm-hmm. very heavy design kind of elements, but um. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, uh, like I mean, if there's some, I know some people aren't never going to read this book, but um, uh, who 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 are just diehard X Men fans. But uh, I know what I've always what I've always liked about. I think a member of Grant Morrison saying something like this that X X Men um, stories are sci fi stories, and I kind of feel that way about about them specifically. I think there's a really great sci fi crossover with like the X Men lore and uh, the genre. So um, I know yeah, I should check it out. The first volume. The standalone issue, issue six, is out next month, and the same day the trade, the collection uh, of the first mm-hmm. arc is out, volume one. Yeah, folks, go check that out. It's a real, real enjoyable read. I've been, uh, I've been catching, not catching up on. I've been reading it as it comes out, and it's been a, uh, it's been a fun little, fun time to be Thanks, checking man. that out. Uh, otherwise, anything else you have going on? Yes, nothing I can talk about. Well, yeah, well, there's the, yeah, there's the. I'm currently working on the follow up to. Um, mm-hmm. To this, to this one. But this is the weird thing. Do people know that there's going to be a different um, team for the next issue? Oh, no, X-Men. they don't. Unless they read your newsletter, I do not think they do. Uh oh. 
<laughs> well, well, they'll find out on Monday anyway. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I, I saw, I saw some of the art. It looks, 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 looks great. Um, mm-hmm. And X Men fans will be happy uh, with who's, who's writing it. But um, I, uh, yeah. So I'm working on a follow up, the one that just ended at the moment. And I'm, I'm drawing that, and I've written, I'm writing an Electra story for uh, Electra uh, Red, White, and Blood, and um, yeah, covers. There's always the odd cover coming out. Except There's for this X-Men lot. book, which drove me crazy. I don't I get, to, <laughs> I get to do X-Men and my own X-Men book and I don't have a cover. So, oh, listen, you've done a handful of X-Men covers to be uh, not fair. Not for my one though, you know, it's always somebody else's stupid <laughs> X-Men book. Uh, Declan, if people wanted to find you and your work, where's a good place to go on the internet? Um, uh, Twitter and Instagram are really the two places. Um, it's it's a uh, at Declan Shelby, all one word for both. Um, and uh, as Zach mentioned, I have a newsletter um, that the link is on as on my Twitter, um, where every two weeks I kind of posted like basically a work blog, kind of about what I'm working on. Some stuff is kind of I have to kind of use code names for, but um, I like to kind of show a peek at some stuff that isn't, you know, hasn't been released or talked about yet. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so you can subscribe to it there. Very cool. That's very very exciting. Uh, I know, folks, uh, for us, uh, you know where to find us at ComicsXF or Adams at Arthur Stacy on the Twitter. Uh, we've got a bunch of cool stuff up on the website, ComicsXF.com. Make sure you check that out. Uh, and otherwise, next week, we're going to be uh, back here. We're going to be talking about the all-new Wolverine, uh, getting some fun little uh, fun little action on those. Uh, but once again, Declan, thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for asking. No problem. Uh, but until then, folks, this has been Bally Adam. We hope you survived the experience. Get it!